you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. For you to be here tonight. If you have your Bibles, would turn with me to the book of Mark, the sixth chapter. I'm going to read a few verses from Mark chapter six, beginning with verse number 45, reading down through verse number 52 from Mark, the sixth chapter. And Mark chapter 6, verse 45, and straightway he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before Bethesda while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea, and he alone owned the land. And he saw them toiling in rowing. For the wind was contrary to them, and about the fourth watch of the night he cometh unto them walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them, but when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out, for they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and saith unto them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship, and the wind ceased, and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. Verse 52 is what I want to draw from tonight. For they considered not the miracle of the loaves for their heart was hardened. Everything that they went through, the the whole scenario in the ship, in the storm from verse 45 through 51 was all because of one thing, for they considered not the miracle of the loaves that he had just done, for their heart was hardened. By the help of the Lord tonight, and your help, how many of you know preaching's a two-way street? By the help of the Lord and your help tonight, I'm going to preach, consider the loaves. Consider the loaves. Lord, we need your help tonight. God, help me to preach what you have inspired in my spirit and in my mind today. I pray, God, over this word that I am about to bring forth. I pray over every heart and mind that's in the room that there would be someone tonight that has lost sight of the day-to-day miracles that you're doing in our lives. And God, that we, 
Lord, maybe in the midst of storm tonight that we have brought up on ourselves because of our unbelief, but I pray tonight that the light of hope comes on in somebody's life and that they take that step of faith and respond to your word in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on, praise him with your voice tonight. Thank him for his word. We thank you, Jesus. You can be seated tonight. Thank you for your response, for the worship, for the great music tonight. It is a horrible thought to think the situation that the disciples had found themselves in in Mark, the sixth chapter. The Lord here had just performed a wonderful miracle of the feeding of 5,000, but the next day they had forgotten about the miracle of the loaves. Jesus is teaching them and they of course were looking around and were hungry and the lad with the lunch comes and Jesus takes and multiplies the loaves and the fish and feeds them and, and it was a tremendous miracle that at the end of the miracle there was more left over than what the Lord had even started with. What a tremendous miracle that had happened but now after the Lord performs the great miracle the next day, they now had already forgotten the miracle of the loaves. We have to be careful, ladies and gentlemen, not to forget the miracles that God brings into our life every day. We talk often about the miracles of the dead being raised back to life or the deaf speaking or the lame walking, but do how often do we miss the miracle, the day-to-day -day miracle of what God is doing in your life, like supplying your daily bread? I know some of you think that you made it on your own, but I came tonight to tell you that chances are you really didn't make it on your own. It really was the hand of the Lord that saw you through. It really was God that brought you through your yesterday. But we get out the other side of yesterday and we forget about the loaves. The Bible says because they forgot about the miracles of the loaves that the Lord allowed them to get in the midst of a storm because their heart is hardened, because it was taking something. God was having to perform a miracle every day or do something uh, that just was wowing them in order for them to, to remember him and to understand his power. Go with me tonight and think through your own life how often it is that God performs huge miracles and blesses us in some uh, magnificent way and, and we talk about it days on end. But then we get in the storm and we start talking about the storm instead of talking about, hey, but yesterday he woke me up. 
He gave me health to go to my job. He allowed us to be able to move into a building. He blessed me with a car to drive here and a house to get dressed in and money to be able to pay a water bill and a light bill. Thank you, Lord, because it's a miracle that I'm still standing because if I got what I deserved, I would have already been dead. If I got what I deserved, I ought to not be here. But it's the blessings of the Lord that I am even here. He daily loadeth us with benefits. We need to understand, people of God, that it's not our ability, but it's God's miraculous power at work in our lives. God literally allowed them to be stuck in a storm pattern. Think about that now. They're stuck in a storm pattern. They're rowing, but they're not making any headway. For the Bible says that the more they rowed, the more the wind would blow against them. So all of the rowing of the boat in the middle of the storm was not getting them anywhere. We, we, we've all been there. We all understand. Maybe, maybe they're rowing, but they're not making headway. How many of you are identifying with me tonight? We, we've all been there. We're, we may not be backslidden, and we haven't given up on the Lord, and we, we haven't thrown in the towel, but we have been tempted. But, but, but really... We're We're not making any headway toward God. It just seems like we're stuck in the storm. And and spiritually, it seems like we're we're longing to move up and and, and to be on a a new plane with the Lord, to go to a new level with the Lord. But the Lord is sending a word to somebody tonight and telling us, I will leave you in this pattern of rowing against the wind and not making headway until I can get you to the point that your heart will be softened to understand that you've got to remember the little things. You've got to remember the loaf. You've got to remember the bread that I gave you yesterday. That may be why we're stuck. Because we miss the miracle of the loaf. Now, pastor, some, I hear you using the word miracle, but are you telling me that it's a miracle that I had food on my table. Who are you kidding, Pastor? We all know it's because that I worked hard and because I'm smart and all the things that I've done. I want to tell you that if you're not careful, your heart will be hardened. We all go through times in our lives, it seems like we pray about it, we listen to preaching, we read books about it, we've tried to figure it out. We want to get out of the the season that we've been in, but we seem stuck. Anybody ever been there? You're just stuck in the storm pattern. You're stuck with the waves coming. You're you're trying to serve the Lord, but you're not making any headway. It seems like sometimes you take one step forward and two steps back. Come on, somebody. Spiritually, it seems like you want to move up, but the Lord is just leaving us where we are. He's saying, I'll leave you where you are until you remember that it was me that gave you the job. It was me that raised up your sick family members. But will you remember the miracle of the bread that he gave you yesterday? Because the the answer to the next season may not be the next 40-day season of prayer. It may be nothing more than you remembering that it's him that gives us our daily bread. 
See, we think it's got to be something huge and outlandish in order for us to go to the next level. But God said, I'm leaving you in your pattern until you understand it was a miracle that you ate yesterday. It was a miracle that got you to where you are. You ought to thank God for the storm because it's the storm that's going to remind you that he's in control of the daily bread. I don't want God to put me in a holding pattern until I remember the loaves. Maybe somebody came tonight and you've been rowing. And right now you may be troubled about your rowing. You may be in God's will in the middle of your rowing. But sometimes it feels like that it's the storm that's holding you back. If I could just... Get something new in my life. If I could get something different in my life. I just can't seem to go forward. You're rowing, but it seems like you're not going anywhere. It happens all the time. And it may be ordered of the Lord because it may be that your forgetfulness of the miracle of the loaves is what's put you to where you are. But I want to tell somebody tonight that God will not leave you always in the storm. Because when they were in, while they're in the storm that God allowed them into, the whole time he's got his eye on them. He didn't leave them. As a matter of fact, even while they were in the storm, the Lord comes walking by. And the scripture said that he would have passed them by. But when they saw him, they began to cry out for him. Here's where we are tonight. And I want you to understand where we're going in this message tonight. Because here is where you are. You're in the storm. And I want you to know that the Lord is going to visit this house in the next few minutes. And when he makes a pass through this house, it's up to you to recognize, hey, I sense the presence of God in this house. When you begin to cry out, he's been watching you all along. He's been watching you for the last five years of your life. He knows what you've been through yesterday and the day before and last month and last year. He was watching you all the time and he's made some passes by you but you haven't yelled out and said, Jesus, have mercy. The storms of life is going to take me down. But tonight, he's saying, if you'll remember the miracle of the loaves, I'll come to your rescue. I'll get in the boat with you. I'll calm the storm and you'll go to the other side safely. Let me break this down a little more because God will allow miracles to come into your life and he'll save you from disaster. But he allows you to get into certain situations because you forget that he not only rules over cancer and heart attack, that he also rules over the joint pain when he gives you a good day. Do you say, wow, today's just a good day? Or do you stop and say, my goodness, thank you, Lord. I've been on medicine all week, but today's a good day. This is a miracle from God. He, he gave me today. Hey, I'm talking about the small thing. Some of you suffer with headaches. What about the day that you don't have a headache? 
You ask him for healing on the day with the headache, but do you worship him on the day that you don't have a headache and remind him it's your day. You gave me this day. You gave me daily bread. You caused this good day in my life. Doesn't have to be the miracle of healing from cancer and heart disease. Sometimes it's nothing more than daily bread. But the Lord is expecting us to see it as a miracle. He allows us to get into situations because He wants you to know that He not only rules over the storm, He also rules over the bread. He's God over the storm, but He's God over the daily bread. Now let's look at what's happening in our text. Jesus had been teaching them. He had healed the sick. And then they had all just witnessed this great miracle of the feeding of 5,000. Get this picture now. They're all rejoicing. Jesus comes, performs a miracle of 5,000. He ends the day. He sends them home, but they don't go home. He retreats with the disciples. He sends the disciples across the sea, and it's in the midst of the sea. Watch now. It wasn't the general populace of 5,000 that had forgotten. It was the 12 that had forgotten. It was in their hands that the miracle had been released. It was in their hands. They're the ones that carried the basket. They're the ones that communicated with the lad with the lunch. They're the ones that came back and picked up 12 baskets full. It wasn't the 5,000. It was the 12, the ones that should have never forgotten. Can I speak to my leaders tonight? Can I speak to the ministry team tonight? Can I preach to heads of households tonight? It's sometimes we're always encouraging somebody else when we too get caught up in the whole idea that we've got to have a prophet here and God's got to do some some astronomical thing and there's got to be people getting out of wheelchairs for us to call it a miracle day. Let me... Let me propose something to you. If you want to know what a miracle is, it's a miracle that a group of people in Frankfort, Indiana would find the daily provision to be able to give sacrificially to the point that we could move into a building like we're in. Daily bread. It's a miracle. that a handful of men and women could come together and be able to perform about 70% of the labor on this building and their family stay together and their health stay together and their minds stay together. You are literally sitting in one of the miracles of God. Don't ever get away from the miracle. It was a miracle when God raised Sister Robin from the dead. But look around you. Everything you see is a miracle.
they forgot about the miracle of the loaves. They disregarded it intentionally. They saw it as something not important. They didn't build a memorial to it. And so the question I want to pose is, did you realize that the Lord knew about the storm that they were about to go into? Because Jesus orchestrated the entire thing. Get in a ship. Go to the other side. He knew what was going to happen. They didn't have a clue. (laughs) The scariest part sometimes is not knowing. Jesus knew what was going to happen, but they didn't know about the storm that was about to come in their life. It was a test of their faith. He wanted to see what they were going to do in the middle of the storm. So he allows them to get in a boat. Sometimes the Lord just says, get in the boat and row. I'll meet you on the other side. Because he always meets us on the other side. So when you're rowing and the storm comes up, it's a good time to start thanking the Lord. Wow. Thank you for the boat, Lord. It's floating. Thank you for the oars, Lord. We're able to paddle. Thank you for the health. Thank you for my right arm and my left arm. Thank you for the energy to be able to do this. Thank you, Lord, for the meal that you gave us yesterday. See, if they would have been thankful for the small things, the storm would not have had to have come into their life. But the Lord allowed the storm to come into their life because of their unbelief and because of the hardening of their own hearts. When you're rowing, it's a good time to remember. But it's oftentimes when the storm comes, we forget about the miracle of the loaves and we're like, oh my Lord. What are we going to do? Look at this boisterous storm. We're going to have to pray, and we pray, and nothing happens. And we fast, but all we get is a storm. And we show up to church when we don't feel like it. And and, and everyone's talking about what great services, but I still feel like I'm drowning. And I still feel like the anxiety is overcoming me, and the depression is still running over me. And and I'm, I'm just, I don't know what I'm going to do but the issue is as the Lord is saying yeah when I gave sister Robin back life and when I performed a miracle of healing of cancer for sister Stephanie and when I raised somebody else up and when I did all of these miracles you could shout and dance but you show up on a Sunday night and you've already got used to the miracle that I put you in and you've already forgotten that I gave you lunch today and dinner yesterday he's saying I wonder if you'll be is desperate on a Sunday night when it's just the pastor in the pulpit saying I gotta have a breakthrough I gotta have a breakthrough would you praise me tonight because you remember your daily bread as much as you would praise me in the middle of a storm Your praise tonight may be your provision for tomorrow because if you can't praise Him when everything's good, you're not going to praise Him when everything goes bad. (laughs) 
Somebody ought to look back over their life and you ought to start counting his goodness and you ought to start saying thank you, Lord. I remember when. I remember it was a small thing, but you gave me a car, you gave me a house, you gave me a wife, you gave me three kids, you gave me health. Daily bread, daily bread, daily bread. Oh, everybody can be spiritual when he's feeding 5,000. But what about it's when it's just 12 on a boat in the middle of a storm? He said, I put you there because you forgot about what I did yesterday. I'm going to walk by and just view what you're doing. If you think God doesn't pay attention to every move that you make regarding him, you are wrong, friend. He's here tonight and he's watching. How are you going to respond to the daily bread that I give you. Anybody can worship when the music's going. I told somebody today, they said something about pastoring the church. And I said, anybody could pastor Christian Life Church right now. I said, anybody could pastor this church right now. We're full of faith. We're on a high. Things are going good. Problems seem to be so small. The victory seem to be so great. New people coming into the church. Three filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost last week. Baptized two. <laughs> attendance last week. Our attendance last Sunday was 400 and. 430-something people in the house last night. I got a report this afternoon. Our Sunday morning in attendance today was 247, I believe. We've got a great group here. Anybody could come in when the church is on a high. When things are good. When you're surrounded by a couple hundred people that's on fire in the altar, it's easy to get your praise on then. But what about on Monday when you walk into the job? And somebody said, oh, I dread the storm I'm going into tomorrow. I wonder what would happen if you got up in the morning and said, thank you, Lord, for daily bread. I'm going into my workplace today, and I'm going to tell my neighbor, you ought to know what God did for me yesterday. And they look at you like you're weird, but they don't understand. I'm preventing myself from getting in a storm today because God is going to bless me because I remember the bread. I remember the loaf. So you can praise Him when everything's good. You can praise Him when we're in revival. You can praise Him when we come into a new building. But can you praise Him when you're all by yourself? Can you praise Him on Wednesday night when you come in weary and tired? Can you praise Him when you're not feeling so good? Can you praise Him? Oh, you can, you can be excited when there's 5,000 on the mountaintop with a miracle of loaves and fishes, but can you still believe Him and trust Him just the same when there's 12 on a boat in the middle of a storm? How strong is your faith then? 
So we leave God no option but to say, okay, a storm is in your forecast. And then you get in the storm, and because you forget that he reigns over the small things, you also forget that he's going to take care of the storm. And so we all do it. We start rowing hard. One story in the book of Joshua, I believe it is, tells the story about them in the middle of the storm. And the scripture said, and we rode hard. We rode hard. I don't mean road like on the horse. I mean like with an oar. They rode hard. But the wind was contrary to them. The disciples on a boat, they're rowing. They're fighting the wind, but they're making no headway. They're frustrated. And they don't even realize that the whole thing was orchestrated by God in their life. How many situations do we get ourselves into because of our unbelief, our lack of discipline, our lack of faith, our lack of remembering the small things, and we get in the storm and we blame it on our family, we blame it on the church, we blame it on our position, we blame it on lack of money. We blame it on the pastor. Mm -hmm. You find places to lay the blame, but you fail to say it's because that I forgot about the loaves. And the Lord saw fit to put me back where he has put me. I, I'll tell you how long you're going to row. We're going to get, when we get in the storm, we're going to row until we see Jesus. Because as long as you're rowing and all you can talk about is how hard you're working. Man, I'm working hard. I'm working 14 hours a day. I'm trying to pay my bills. I'm working. Man, I'm putting it in. I'm, man, I'm going to get there. I want you to know, Pastor, I'm fasting 49 days out of the month. I'm going to get there. Man, I'm going to get that ministry. I'm going to really do it. And the Lord is saying, could you just do one thing for me? Would you just remember that it's not about you? That miracle in those baskets wasn't about you, sir. It didn't happen because you were the one that prayed and blessed it. It happened because Jesus did the miracle in your hand. And until you remember the loaves, you're going to stay in the storm rowing. And it's going to frustrate you until you can see Jesus walking on the water. But when you're in the storm, I won't be much longer. I'm about to close. I see, I see weariness in our eyes tonight. Some of us have been through three services today. And Lord, Spencer preached a long time today. But you think that God is a long ways from you. But the truth is, is he's been watching all along. And you're watching yourself rowing 
and the storm you're fighting and the handful of friends that you have around you. And Jesus almost passed them by because they weren't even looking for Jesus. The scripture said he would have passed them by, but somebody in the boat happened to catch a glimpse, and they, they didn't even know it was Jesus. They thought it was the death angel. They thought they were about to die. They had to cry out to him, but when they did, Jesus came immediately and got into the mess that they were in. He didn't calm the storm before he got in the boat. He got in the boat in the middle of their storm. I'm preaching to somebody tonight. You need Jesus to get in the boat with you. I'm talking to some folks tonight that might have got yourself into the mess and the Lord may have, may have orchestrated the mess in your life, the storm in your life. But if you'll cry out to him tonight, he'll get in the middle of your mess. He'll get in the middle of the storm with you. And when he does, the storm is going to cease in your life. But tomorrow, you're going to have to go to work remembering the loaves. You can't forget about the loaves. You've been rowing for a long time. You've got to keep rowing. Because the Lord, I think, must have been watching them to see if they would keep rowing in the middle of the storm. Storms happen. Some storms we bring on ourselves. Some storms God brings into our life for a purpose. And some storms are just part of life that God allows to happen. Regardless of what it is. People who give up in the middle of a storm will never find Jesus in their storm. In the scripture, the only place that I ever find Jesus showing up in the middle of the storm, it was when somebody was trying to help themselves. So you can't go and sit on your hand tonight and say, well, I'm going to let the pastor preach and I'm going to let the musician sing, but I'm not going to. Let me tell you what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to step in for yourself. You're going to have to do some rowing with those hands tonight. What I'm telling you is if you want the Lord to get on the ship with you tonight, you better start clapping those hands. You better start lifting those hands. You better start doing some. That's how we row. That's how we row. We're in the middle of the storm tonight. You better start some rowing. God, I need you in the boat tonight. I need to see you. Come on, when you start trying to help yourself, when you quit feeling sorry for yourself and you want somebody to come to where you are, instead you say, give me an oar. I'm going to paddle until I can't paddle anymore. I'm going to paddle until Jesus shows up. Lord, give me strength, but I'm going to worship you in my storm, praise you in my storm, pray in my storm because I want you to show up. I'm closing tonight. You can stand with me. You may be in the middle of your, in the middle of your storm and you may feel like that you're not getting anywhere with your rowing but it doesn't mean that you're out of the will of God. The storm may be the will of God for your life. It may be just the test that he knew that you needed to bring you to a point of realization that you can't handle life by yourself. You need Jesus with you in the boat. Often the worst kind of storms are the ones that come 
that are unexpected. John's gospel said it like this. He said, a great wind blew. It was an awful storm. Some storms come with all sorts of different faces. John said it was a great storm. One writer used the term that it was a Eurocladon, or it was a it was a storm that came into their life that was it was a it was a hurricane, typhoon kind of storm. It was wrecking havoc on their life. It doesn't matter what kind of storm you're in tonight. The Lord is saying, if you'll just remember that you gotta have me and you need me in the boat. And you're going to start worshiping me in the middle of a storm. And you'll remember that I rule over the small things just like I rule over the storm. Jesus had to come back after giving them the miracle of feeding 5,000. He had to come back and calm a storm to try to get them to believe. When the whole issue at hand was very small. I'm in charge of your daily bread. Some of the great miracles that we have to pray for, we may, we may bring on ourselves because the Lord is just wanting us to recognize, God, I need you to rule over the small things as well as the big things in my life. I don't know who I preach to tonight, but I feel the help of the Lord, and I feel like that God has spoken to somebody's heart in the room tonight. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed all around the room right now. And I'm, as they begin to play softly, I'm asking tonight for somebody to consider, have you, forgotten the, have you forgotten the story? Have you forgotten the miracle? Have you forgotten the miracle of the loaves? Did you get caught up somewhere thinking it was all about you and you were doing it on your own? Did you start blaming other people and other things? Is that you tonight? I'm not sure who I'm preaching to tonight, but somebody in the room needs to take a step out of the pew and step into that aisle and make your way to the front of this room and declare, I'm coming tonight, and I'm going to worship the Lord with everything that I have. I remember, I know, God bless these that are already moving tonight. There should be others stepping out from where you are. God bless these that are moving. Join them tonight. You know who you are. God has spoken to you tonight. God has spoken to your life tonight. God has spoken to your life tonight. Would you respond? He wants to get in the ship with you tonight. He wants to get in the boat with you. He'll calm the storm. He'll calm the storm. Would somebody declare tonight, I need you, Lord. I need you in every every day. I need you in my life. I want to remember you on the small days. When it's the small things, I want to recognize it's you, God, that got me through the day. I need you. Oh, come on.
Come on, let's worship the Lord tonight. Without you. 